Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine coming to you with a weekly podcast of the Common Sense MD. Common Sense, which is usually uncommon. Uh, but today I have a special guest, Zach Guza. And it's interesting how I met Zach. You know, we have our new office in Knoxville at a new location. And right beside our office is this cool looking gym. And we looked in the window one day and saw all these patients coming there in there with Parkinson's disease, mm-hmm. which is something that we see a lot of. And Zach trains Parkinson's patients. And his results are amazing. I went in there and watched him one day, and it's just incredible how he works with them. He actually works with them with boxing. But anyway, so I want to get into this a little bit. You know, you're doing amazing work, and Thank I you. want you to, first of all, tell me your story a little bit, Zach. Okay. Um, well, you know, it was a dark night. No. Um, <laughs> it's, I, w- I was in the military for a while. I went to the Air Force Academy and uh, got out, and I was in the military in the Air Force flying helicopters. And got out of the heli- got out of the military and went into civilian world, just typical corporate civilian world, and hated it. And actually became I, I'd always kind of been dark and twisted, but I got worse and worse and worse with that because I got busy. Uh, we we started a family, and I I wasn't exercising at all, and I became pretty bad and suicidal. I mean, very deep deep depression and really really bad. And when I finally just broke down and went and got some some help, some professional help, the first thing my psychiatrist said was, "Are you exercising?" And uh, you know, no, I got too much to do. I'm too busy. I got two kids at home. I got a big job. I can't do all that. She said, "You got to start." Before she would give me any kind of medication, she said, "You have to start exercising." So I started doing P90X at five o'clock in the morning in my garage. With Tony Horton. Yep, yep. He's he's the man. Uh, and it, it made such an enormous difference, well more than the medication. And I'm not saying you don't need medication. I do take it. But there, it made such a in- huge difference in just everything about me that when I had the opportunity, I became a personal trainer so I could help other people learn how good that feels. And it, it's, your, it's your daily therapy. It's, it's what you can do to help yourself on a regular basis. It's one of the few things you do just for yourself. When you go work out, all you're thinking about is you. You're not thinking about the family or the job. You're thinking about you. And that's rare. That's really rare. Very rare. So that's, I got into Black Dog um, Fitness because of that. Um, and all along the way, um, somewhere along the way, uh, I learned about Rocksteady Boxing. And my dad had Parkinson's. He actually died due to Parkinson's in 2016. And when I learned about that, and saw what an incredible difference it, there was just no question. I mean, yeah, I mean, before even, so it was a CBS Sunday morning article uh, uh, by Leslie Stahl because her husband has Parkinson's. And before it was even over, I was on the Rocksteady Boxing website signing up. And uh, it, it really, since then, it's been a passion. It's been what I love to do because it's, it's so incredibly visual and important of what, what happens, of what we do. And it's fun. It's an honor. That is an incredible story. I didn't know the whole story, but that is phenomenal. And kudos to that psychiatrist who had the <laughs> foresight to say that to you. I've often told my patients when they come in, you know, you can't be a family doc without seeing anxiety and depression every day. 100%. Probably half of what walks in your office is ultimately caused by anxiety or depression. And the first thing I say is, are you, are you exercising? Because there's no pill out 
or any person you can talk to that's going to help you as much as just getting out and exercising. But so many doctors just reach straight for the pill and not that medicines are bad. You know, our practice, we're really a blend between traditional and alternative. But that is a great story. It's just phenomenal. I didn't know you had all that military background, which is also impressive to me, especially being a helicopter pilot. I love helicopters. Every, yeah, they're cool. It's the coolest SUV in the world. But, but there's no uh, doubt about that. That is really <laughs> impressive. I love the helicopter. Um, so you're, t- let's talk about Parkinson's a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in my practice I'm seeing a lot of Parkinson's. I think it's, as far as neurologic diseases, I think it is rising faster than any other mm-hmm. neurologic disease. Definitely. Even Alzheimer's dementia and the thing about Parkinson's that makes it so tough in my opinion is that you know it's not just you're shaking and you're having a wide stance gait and all Mm -hmm. and you have the moon you know the face and the and the things like that it's a degenerative neurologic disease so the motor movements are pretty obvious at times but the the decline in your mental uh, abilities are are incredible too. So you have almost a double whammy going on. Definitely, yeah. And it's Parkinson's can. There's probably a hundred, hundred fifty symptoms you can have, and and everybody. The, the the saying is, if you've met one person with Parkinson's, you've met one person with Parkinson's. There, everyone has a different combination of symptoms and severity of symptoms and and when they come on and how they come on and how they affect them so it's extremely difficult to diagnose some people are very very cognitive my dad's symptoms were very cognitive he had really no tremor that i remember he had he had yeah the 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 masking face uh, and he had a shuffle and the the low voice but it was a lot of cognitive but it's not always cognitive it's there can be 100 percent motor and 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 then teasing apart what's just age and what's Parkinson's is is difficult also. So it's and what your dad misdiagnosed in a way for mm-hmm. a, a few years. Yes, for really three years they thought he had uh, Alzheimer's, so they were treating him with Alzheimer's and seeing no results, and it's Alzheimer's medication, excuse me, and and no results. And I think finally, uh, they just said, well, you know, let's try carbidopa levodopa, and he felt better. But that's it. So they really gave him, here's your carbidopa levodopa, you know, take it every three, three hours and, and try to exercise a little more. And so he was walking the dog, you know, another half block. But when he got wobbly, they were like, it's not worth it. Just, just stop. You know, don't do that anymore. And that was really, that was the beginning of the end. He really never got up from there because they, they was just, it was fear and ignorance. I'm not saying they were, they were mean or, or, or bad about it. It's just, they didn't know. They'd never seen anybody do so much with exercise and i've seen guys at the at the gym with rocksteady recover stuff they thought was gone forever you know say well i'll never i'll never run i'll never ride a bike again i won't be able to get on the floor and play with the grandkids they are you know and they they had given up but it's one thing we don't do we don't give up that is an awesome story i love hearing this i know for anybody that's watching this please spread this around because you know people that have Parkinson's. I mean, yeah. all of us do. More and more. Seems like everybody knows somebody. And this Rock Steady program is really an international program. Mm-hmm. It's not just here in Knoxville. It's in the Tri Cities. It's everywhere. It's right? everywhere. Yeah. Every every major city, every small city is going to have one, two, three, ten affiliates. They're in 
health clubs, they're in hospitals, they're in physical therapy places. Here we're standalone, you know, part of uh, Black Dog Fitness, but they're everywhere. They're in Iceland, they're in Scotland, they're in Nigeria, they're all over the place. So it's anywhere Parkinson's is, which is everywhere, everywhere. is where we want to rock steady. Do you think that, um, do you have any reason, why, what's your opinion on why we're seeing so much Parkinson's? It, it's, it's difficult because, and everybody wants to know, you know, they've, I'm almost certain they found a predisposition, a genetic predisposition. So it can be in your genetic code, but you may not get Parkinson's. So there is a, a propensity for it in genetics, but there's something else that triggers it. So there may, it could be uh, a medication, it could be stress, it could be environmental, it could be, you know, insecticide, it could be welding, it could be the water. Who, they, we really have no idea. And that's, that's the big question. It could be a virus, maybe? Potentially, yeah. And they, they, there's been talk of it's an it's a autoimmune, yeah. uh, it, it's inflammation. And now the, they're talking it's, it's in multiple directions, that some people start feeling it first in their gut uh, with constipation. And, and then it, it sent, it, it, it's almost like it climbs into their brain. And then others start noticing it more cognitively, and it feels like it travels to their gut. So yeah. there, it's possible there's, it's multiple. Um, yeah, it could be even be your um, gut flora. You know, mm-hmm. I, most autoimmune diseases that I deal with are starting your gut. Yes. I mean, that's where most of your immune system is. So yes, exactly. anything that, that's why I always start with any integrated medical patient, whether it be an autoimmune disease like Hashimoto's or low hormones or obesity, I always start with, how's your gut function doing? 99% of the time, it's terrible. Terrible. So you, you really mm-hmm. start there and work your way out. But you know, I always tell my patients, all of us are like a loaded gun. You know, the environment pulls the trigger. Mm-hmm. So there's probably some genetic predisposition there, but the environment pulls a trigger. That's why you need to eat clean. You need to exercise. You need to sweat. You need to breathe good air. Mm-hmm. Uh, do all those things. But in my opinion, there's nothing more important than exercise for any health condition. And then maybe what you eat. But um, there's there's not many people in the world who couldn't benefit from exercise. There's a few outlier um, conditions and diseases that do not uh, respond well to metabolic changes or to exercise but for the most part if you can move move because yeah. if you don't you won't and you're gonna die. life yeah. is movement life exactly. is energy exactly and, you know when you can't move again and that's the the tragic thing with parkinson's is they have a hard time moving most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are exceptions like your dad. But and the thing about the medications, you know, you can see some dramatic results from carbidopa, levodopa. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it, it's very short-acting, and then it quits working. Uh, yeah, it has to continuously increase because it is a degenerative disease. You know, yeah. it. Uh, I don't know that it's been proven to become you're addicted to it. I just think you're. You, it's a moving target. Yeah. You're having to constantly catch up, and it does. There's there's a limit to every medication, and it, it definitely has its own drawbacks. Uh, and the only thing that is shown that slows down the progression that you're having to keep up with carbidopa levodopa is exercise. That's it. Yeah. Everything else just treats the symptoms. You're just painting yeah. over the problems, and they're still yeah. there. You're exactly right. You know, I watched that Michael J. Fox uh, documentary mm-hmm. on his mm-hmm. Parkinson's, and that's a very – very good show to watch yes. if you want to really look still at, yeah mm-hmm. it, yes. it really is mm-hmm. an interesting and he's undergone brain surgery and a lot of different things and 
you know, when you look at that, it didn't seem to help tremendously. Maybe it did. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, he's been 25, 30 years with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's done everything. If, he they, if money can buy it or you can go find it, he's done it. And he's a crusader for Parkinson's. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about – it's boxing, isn't it? Yes. Tell me about boxing. You think you're getting Parkinson's patients to box. Of course, they're not hitting themselves in the head. No, But yet. they're learning boxing techniques. Tell me how that works, particularly for Parkinson's patients. Yes. I always hear people like, so now that I have Parkinson's, you think I need to get into boxing. And it's a <laughs> terrible idea. But it, it, the, it was sort of found by accident. Um, the, the founder of, of Rocksteady Boxing was given kind of the same predicament of you're never going to feel any better than you do right now. And he was the Marion County uh, prosecutor. And so he had to get out of his job, retire and get out. And, and one of his buddies said, hey, I got, a, I got a punching bag in the basement. Come on, try it. So he noticed how, how much better he felt. He would punch, and they would, they would exercise and work and sweat, and he just felt better and better and better. And so he's like, i got to tell everybody. So he started Rocksteady. Um, Scott Newman uh, started Rocksteady, uh, I want to say 2008. Uh, but it, it grew and grew because everybody was catching on. And the, the beauty of boxing is that it's so – it's much more technical than people you, – you think you watch it, and it's just a blood sport. You know, they're just beating each other's face in. There is a lot more to it. There's, there's a lot of finesse. There's a lot of style. There's a lot of rules. And there, it is so intense, you don't realize how hard you're working. And every, every muscle of your body is working. It's not just hands. It's not just arms. not just shoulder. If you're not throwing every punch from the floor, you're not throwing it right. So you're looking at, I mean, everything from your eyelids is working. And it's fun. So you have no idea how hard you're working really until you can't do it anymore. It's not like you're just slogging away on a treadmill, just going, well, when is this going to end? Boxing is kind of like, I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. But three minutes can be really, really long. A three-minute round can last forever. <laughs> I've done a little bit of boxing and wrestling in my high school years, and three minutes is a eternity mm-hmm. when you're on the wrestling mat or you're <laughs> boxing somebody. It's just an eternity. Oh, yeah. How those guys go 15 rounds – with all that hitting in the head is just incredible yes, to me. Exactly. There's actually coming up now, ironically saying that that brain trauma might be one of those triggers. Um, well, so, look at Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Muhammad Ali and there are others and, and the NFL, you know, people who yeah. have I hear it all the time back in football. A lot of a lot of guys played football and, but there may be one brain damage, one one hit that, that began that cycle. So it's it's hard to guess. But ESPN a while ago did a, uh, a survey of, I want to say about 60 uh, sports on how difficult they were in terms of flexibility and endurance and strength and speed and agility. And boxing was the most difficult. I can believe that mm-hmm. without a doubt. Uh, just, well, yeah, that three, three minutes, that'll teach you. I mean, yeah. you. You'll get in there and go, I had no idea. And Fishing, dead last. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's relaxing though you know you need to exercise but you do need to relax at times too, yeah, oh definitely yeah but um, yeah uh, but it, that's the greatest thing about boxing it's fun uh, people come in and go i, I don't i don't want to fight i don't, don't want to fight i just i just don't like that and then a week later they are swinging hard and they love it 
because it's it's not like fighting. It's not like you you have an enemy. Your enemy is Parkinson's, and the exercise yep. is boxing. So we really use it as a vehicle uh, for fitness versus just brutality. You know, it's it's there's a lot to it. It's pretty cool. So you're teaching them footwork. You're teaching them how to punch and all this. And are they actually squaring off against somebody else? They're not getting hit. But tell me how it works. Are you working with the the big uh, the mm-hmm. bags and things like that? Yeah, the big punching bags. So we teach them the the boxing. Okay. It's not just piddle. You know, go go slap at the bag for a while. We're teaching boxing and the actual techniques, and we're using the drills of boxing. This is not, you know, some sitting down and pokey exercise program. This Do you use is, a speed bag as well? We got a speed bag, yeah. So, and we're getting more. We got five of them now. So, uh, we got punching bags. That's the main one. We got the speed bags for the, the coordination, the hand speed and rhythm. Um, I work with them with the mitts, the focus mitts. Okay. Um, that's the most fun. Uh, that's a, I, I have a trainer myself, and those focus mitts are fun, but they will wear you down. So we're out with focus mitts running around. And, and, but during class, we do all sorts of other stuff. So we're playing with the battle ropes or the ropes or, uh, or the weights and the sandbags and the dumbbells and the barbells. But every class includes some portion of boxing just because it's so effective. And people want to. They, they're like, okay, can we, can we, can we box now? <laughs> are, can we, are we done with this? Can we go box? So it's always got some component of it, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. This is so impressive to me and so new to me that I'm just blown away by this. I really am. I'm, come over. I'm so glad that I wandered over there and looked at that and then saw all those people coming in that had tremors and shuffling gait and then seeing them leaving your gym with a smile on their face. And mm-hmm. It's just phenomenal what you're doing. I'm so impressed with you. Tell me how people get in contact with you here locally mm-hmm. or in their cities uh, with Black Dog Fitness or, you know, the boxing yep. programs. So Black Dog Fitness um, here in Knoxville is blackdogfitness.com, or we're, uh, we're out on Kingston Pike. Um, internationally, if you're not here in Knoxville, it, you can look up rocksteadyboxing.org, and there's a find a class that you can look and put in your zip code or your state, and it's going to come up with every affiliate nearby. And you'll see that it, it may be pushing a thousand affiliates now. I mean, we're all over the place. First, you have to pick your country, you know. Yeah, so, and yeah. then then your state or your city or zip code, and it will show you what's nearby. Um, but for us, we have a. I've got a YouTube channel with all this kind of stuff on it. It's tough to box on YouTube, but there. What's your YouTube channel name? Uh, it's called the Parkinson's Gym. The Parkinson's Gym. Yeah, that okay. was our. That was kind of our COVID experiment, but we ended up with about sixty or seventy different workouts just for people with Parkinson's. Yeah. So that's been that's been a lot of fun to keep up with. But uh, there's nothing like being in a, in a class. We, it's a community. You know, people don't come just for the exercise. They come because their their friends are there. And when we when we come in, we don't sit around and go, "Whoa, we've all got Parkinson's. It's terrible." We don't. We hardly talk about it. We just get in. We have fun. We talk to each other. We exercise, and, and it's all right. That See is, you next time. That is amazing, Zach. This has been a wonderful podcast. Thanks, Please sir. get this out. Please get this news out because I don't think a lot yes. of people know about this. Um, and they all know somebody with Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. We all do. And certainly I'm going to start putting your posters up in my offices and all your information and rock steady as well. So congratulations. Thank you for what you're doing. It's such a pleasure to, to know you and to have you on this show. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you for this opportunity. It's been been great. Good to have you next door. Thank you. I know it's great. (laughs) I'm going to go and work my frustrations out. Yeah, come on. Thank you, Zach. We'll see you next week.